poet, Kapka Kasabova, has written a book. The book tells the story of her journey into the border zone. The border zone between Bulgaria, Turkey and Greece. In the book, she sets out to meet the people of this little-known region and the waves of refugees passing through from afar. And she discovers a land shaped by communism, world wars and the Ottoman Empire. She heard stories of traumatic ancestral displacements, evictions, border curfews and impossible moral dilemmas for the people of the border villages and towns. Reflecting on what she learnt from hearing these stories, she wrote... We need to talk about this shared past and about what is happening now in order to protect ourselves against the tragic repetition of history. The worst thing we can do as a society is to self-censor, to keep quiet. To keep quiet about these human experiences that make up history with a capital H. Suppression, intimidation, fearful silence, these amount to double murder, double annihilation. And whenever an important human story is not told, it repeats itself in time. This is why I believe in storytelling as collective therapy. We must listen to all the voices, not just the official version that comes down from above and closes us down and shuts us up. It is essential to hear another story, to listen. Otherwise, we are condemned to unhappily repeat history. The story of the border and the story of crossing the border looms large in our world in this moment. Today is World Refugee Day. Refugees flee across borders. Today is the morning of the night before the night which was the solstice night, the border between the dark and the light. The winter solstice falls on the shortest day of the year and was celebrated in Britain long before the arrival of Christianity. The Druids would invite their communities into deep rituals of oak and stone. The sun would be farewelled and the fires lit to lead folk across the border from one season to the next. And in today's story, Jesus and his friends are crossing the border of water. The border of water between one country and another. They are going to a foreign land. Not as refugees, but to share a story of love and hope. But the disciples are frightened. We are so often frightened of the unknown. The disciples are crossing over the wide water in a wee boat, as so many have done and are doing, seeking sanctuary and safety and home, and the waves are big and they are frightened. Fair enough, it's no small thing to cross the border. But of course, as Casabova writes, the greatest borders we must overcome are our inner borders, prejudice, ignorance, fear of the other. People are the same. We know this, they're the same everywhere and they live with the same hopes and pains. The border zone shows us this. This fact that we are trying to forget when we build up walls and string barbed wire through the forest. I listened to a recording this week. A recording of the sounds of sobbing. The disciples sobbed in a boat. Wake up, Jesus, please, please wake up. We are drowning, wake up. The recording was obtained by an activist called Ginger Thompson. It's the recording of Central American children separated from their parents and detained in a US Customs and Border Protection facility in Texas. It is one of the most deeply painful things I have ever heard. 
I will not be playing it to you. As Thompson writes, it is excruciating listening. Many of the children sound like they're crying so hard. They can barely breathe. Right now, migrants and refugees are fleeing danger in Central America and are becoming trapped and exposed to more violence in Mexico due to the ever tighter and more callous United States Border Patrol policies. And according to Doctors Without Borders, the violence in Honduras, Guatemala and El Salvador continues to force thousands of people to head north in search of refuge, even as the Trump administration was separating children, tiny little children, from their parents at the border to act as a deterrent to stop them crossing, to stop them crossing at the border. It's hard to know what to do, isn't it? Hands up if you felt helpless over these last few days. The disciples, they didn't know what to do. They felt helpless. They felt frightened. They became frozen with fear. And this is where the challenge lies. As theologian David Luce puts it, the problem with the disciples is not that they were fearful. It's that they were paralyzed by their fear. And it's not that they didn't have enough faith. It's that they didn't have any faith. Any faith that together with each other and with Jesus and with the Holy Hopeful Spirit, they could sort out this terrifying moment together. Could the same be said for us, for all of us across the world who have stood in dumbstruck horror at what is happening to those most vulnerable in the world right now? Maybe. James Baldwin, way back in 1963, wrote of how a child cannot, thank heaven, a child cannot know how vast and how merciless is the nature of power and with what unbelievable cruelty people treat each other. A child cannot know. He was speaking then of the way that white people treated people of colour and when you listen to the recording of the children weeping, crying, Papa and Mama. It is easy to think that not much has changed. Jesus stood up in the boat and told the waves to be still, and they were still. The waves are super big right now, and so is the power of the light. And when we remember that we are all in this boat together, anything is possible. And we, we might not have Jesus sleeping at our feet, but we do have the spirit, the holy, huge, ancient as earth, smashing star spirit. And that spirit is within us. And it's all around us. And as folk across the world and in the States have tapped into this power, we have shown that there is no tyranny and cruelty so large that the collective power of the people cannot stand against it. And so two days ago, President Trump caved to enormous political and also personal pressure for the women in his own family and signed an executive order meant to end the separation of families at the border. You know, this caving did not just happen. Clergy across America, international media, grandmothers on the streets, politicians and everyday folk have demanded that this horror end, and it has ended. 
And though there are over still 2,000 kids who have been shipped off to privately owned foster care businesses, and though here is still profound trauma in all those who are separated and reunited and yet to be reunited, and though, and but, and still, and yet, it has stopped because we stood up in the boat and said to the hell that is Trump and his regime enough. Be still. In today's story, Jesus tells us that when we are facing monumental fear, we should be quiet. We should trust. We should be at peace. And then we should act. I was in contact with a mate of mine from America this week, a rabbi called Brian. I got in contact with him in a kind of desperate need to connect, I think, across the borders of horror and find a human face on the other side. I suppose I was seeking some sort of comfort and some courage. And he said to me, it's going to be okay. We've got this. And it may not happen as we plan or on our timetable, but we've got this. Together we are standing up. We are standing up in our boat to the dark so that the light will not be overcome.